would be a really good place to start before I just start beating you in the head about what this fruit does, what this vegetable does, and where it came from, and what type of minerals you need, and how much, and the recommended daily, all that, right? No. We gonna break this down so it can forever be broken, like my man uh, on Love Jones, or my Love Jones people, y'all know who I'm talking about. What's my character name? Anyway, I figured we got to start, like, at the baseline, right? Give give us all a nice, grounded place to start so we can figure this whole health thing out together. All right? So, homeostasis. So, the root of it is a Greek word. I'm going to get a little nerdy here and there because it's just a cool way to learn things. Uh, it's, a, it's a Greek word. Homeo meaning similar, stasis meaning stable. Uh, read some places, they would say it translates to standing still. I kind of get it, you know, based off of where they get that from. But it's not necessarily standing still as much as it's keeping things in a proper place. So the technical definition would be more like homeostasis would be the tendency of a system to regulate its internal environment and maintain relative stability as a response to stimulus from the external environments that would disturb normal conditions and functions. Basically, keeping internal balance or equilibrium. Okay, you may see homeostasis pop up in psychology too, you know, for people having the psychological equilibrium, or they go from a heightened state is reduced back down to a more normal psychological state, normal for that person because everybody's normal state is different that's homeostasis as it pertains to psychology then you got homeostasis as it pertains to entomology which is about insects where it's the ability of the insects that's in the colony to work together or behave like in a like an army right like in a little army type of way they cooperating for a desired goal so you see bees build a beehive you see ants bringing food into the anthill that is homeostasis when it, for um for insects but we talking about the physical body so we getting back to that internal that internal regulation that internal balance that our body 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 always maintains for us and we should be so thankful for it because our body is working to achieve homeostasis even when we don't know it. It's always responding to, to some external trigger, right? Um, maybe except for when we sleep, but we'll get into that later. So the history behind homeostasis is that it was coined by Walter Cannon back in the 20s. And Cannon was kind of like studying and expanding on this guy named Claude Bernard back from 1870. And Bernard was basically the first guy to express that complex organisms need, they have to balance their internal environment in order to lead a free independent life in the external world 
how that sounds so familiar. Like that is basically what all people need to do, particularly my people, black people. We have to take care, get our house in order in order for us to be move free and independent out in the world. It's like what they say, as below, so I mean, as above, so below. So if we can fix what we got going on inside, you know, we can walk the walk and talk the talk on the outside. That was short little tangent. But it's just true. And like I said, you are what you eat in the last episode and it's you'll see a whole lot of different connections between things that happen internally and and externally and how the body is just like a microcosm of the whole universe, man. It's 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 a it's a really I learned a lot just by studying fruits and vegetables and cells and physiology and chemistry and stuff. So anyway, but now it was like boom complex organisms like human beings we gotta figure out how to maintain the situation on the inside so we can maneuver and bust moves like we want on the outside basically always start with yourself and so canon expounded on that and then he introduced the whole concept of homeostasis kind of in his book the wisdom of the body in 1932 so this is a little background on the actual homeostasis concept 1932 is 2020 so yeah, it's not even 100-year-old concept yet. Um, pretty interesting. So we're just scientists forever evolving. Um, how does homeostasis actually apply to our lives? So our bodies are smart enough to continuously account for the constant external changes that's going on. And there's always a homeostatic process taking place, whether it be... Um, just breathing, uh, balancing oxygen in the body, balancing our pH, our blood sugar levels, body temperature. Like uh, shivering and sweating are homeostatic processes, right? You shiver because most of our body heat comes from moving our muscles. So you shiver, you move your muscles involuntarily to get that motion going because you got to warm the inside of your body wants to warm the inside of it up, right? Your body temperature too low, move the muscles around, get some heat, bring it up. Uh, when it's hot, you know, your skin needs to release some of the heat and it lets it out through the skin and there you are sweating. That's a homeostatic process to keep your body temperature cool or try to keep it cool. The way it actually homeostasis normally works in the body is through negative feedback, which is, it has like this inverse type of relationship or definition where something the something in your body, the levels of something is ri is rising in your body. And then that signals nerve receptors in your body to go to the control center, which is normally the brain or maybe an organ that has a specific function function related to the thing that's rising, right? And then it sends a command to the appropriate cells or enzymes or chemicals to decrease the levels of the thing that's rising. So that's the inverse relationship. That's a negative feedback. So it's saying the feedback is saying to take it down. That's why it's called negative feedback. Um, I don't. Maybe it just confuses me, but that's what it's called. But there's also positive feedback. Uh, there are, you know, cases like uh, I don't know a whole lot, but like I know oxytocin is a case. Oxytocin in pregnant women. So it, what pregnant women create oxytocin for the baby. 
and then once the oxytocin is triggered, the body is saying make more oxytocin. So both of them can feel good. Both of them can get whatever nourishment you get from oxytocin. So the positive feedback loop says this thing is rising. Let's do more of that instead of sending out signals to say, let's bring it down. So that's how it applies in our body. These different processes happen where it has to regulate by either bringing down things that are going up or continuously feeding it and bringing those things up so that the body can perform the way that it needs to for a certain um, for a certain action. Okay. And keep in mind always the reason why I'm starting here is so that we'll know what our body is doing. Then we can start talking about what to do to get a desired result in our bodies. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is alkalinity and homeostasis. So alkaline is like a buzzword nowadays. This is a trendy word to talk about. Eat alkaline, alkaline foods. And these things are good for us. Um, they are the best things for us. And, you know, depending on what kind of education you had and what types of things you follow, where you get your information from, you will have come across alkaline things in different ways. Most likely, it will not be from your doctor. Your doctor, your, like a professional physician, is not going to talk to you about alkaline things. They might talk to you about the actual alkaline foods, but they're not going to say, like, yeah, you need to eat a, a more of an alkaline diet. That's more through um, holistic doctors. Um, I can't think of the, the special term. I'm going to look that up. Uh, naturopathy, I believe, is what it's called. Somebody leave a comment or something and check me on that. But, you know, if you follow the teachers of Dr. Sebi or any other holistic uh, natural doctors, alkalinity is a big thing. And we don't get enough alkaline foods. We eat uh, our body is around a lot more toxin than it used to be, you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago. So that's why it's important because our body is continuously in some homeostatic process to rid the toxins or balance out the acidity in our body. And that's why eating alkaline, more alkaline foods help us get or maintain, get back to or maintain homeostasis. So alkalinity has to do with the pH balance in our body, which is the potential hydrogen level. Uh, it ranges from zero to 14. Human body, the, the, the human body or our blood rather, the pH balance of our blood is typically around 7.35. So it's, it's pretty neutral which would make sense because some things in our body need to be acidic, like our gut and our stomach. And then the blood that carries the oxygen around doesn't need to be acidic because if it if it's, if your blood is acidic, then it won't be able to carry oxygen and you can't get oxygen to your brain or to your heart, then you know it's not looking good for you. All right. And um, if our bodies are constantly kind of derailed from homeostasis, right? Always, always responding to an acidic, acidic state and doing it for too long, then we can start to experience different types of deficiencies and health, health problems. Uh, homeostasis or homeostatic uh, processes are great for like a short time, right? You sweat profusely, but it's temporary. Eventually you cool down and you stop. Um, but as far as long-term challenges, those processes, our bodies are not built for that. So if you think about sweating, you sweat, you cool off, eventually 
body temperature goes back down, you're no longer sweating. But that's to say you keep sweating or things just keep getting warmer and warmer and hotter and hotter. Eventually you'll overheat and you'll pass out. You'll faint, right? That is, that's the only next option. And we can't, the body can't do anything. Like, yo, I'm trying to pump out all the heat that I can. But now you're starting to lose oxygen to the brain because you can't process the oxygen. You can't breathe it in because I'm busy trying to pump it out. It's, the body is just really smart, man. I mean, fainting, nobody wants to faint, but that's just a good example of what it's like to have to be in the homeostatic process for too long. It becomes a detriment to your health. So all of that, going back to alkalinity, is continue to eat alkaline, keep your pH balance pretty righteous so you can maintain homeostasis during all the times that you need to be maintaining homeostasis. Um, the next thing I want to talk about Another reason why I decided to talk about homeostasis is because I want to kind of build up to something which is the current health situation, right? Um, like I said in the last episode, this podcast is debuting during the quarantine time or, yeah, the quarantine time during the corona pandemic. And everybody is talking about how we can combat the coronavirus and build our immune system. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the immune system and homeostasis. So our immune systems work directly to maintain homeostasis by like prepping our bodies to fight off infections and to help our bodies heal. So if homeostasis is like the castle, the immune system is the warriors that go out and fight to protect the castle and keep the castle up and running and doing the thing it needs to do to to, uh, you know, maintain the kingdom or whatever you want to call it. That's my loose analogy there. Uh, the fever, like catching a fever is a great example of your immune system working together with homeostasis or for homeostasis. So if there's an internal infection, these little uh, pyrogens, which is a really cool name because it has directly to do with heat so pyrogens are released and they tell the body to increase and retain the heat because bacterias and viruses don't like heat right they can't move around they can't get busy you know how it is like when it's hot outside you ain't really trying to run around too much you ain't got time to really keep running up and down the block it's too hot for all that the bacteria and viruses man they feel the same way they're like yo I'm good. I just I'm gonna chill right here for a little bit. So when you get a fever, you get a little hot. Bacteria can't move around, but homeostasis is like yo. We gotta get these bacteria or this virus out of our body. So while they're not moving during the time that you have a fever, while they're kind of slowed down, is buying your body time to get the antibodies or the uh, the yeah. Uh, what what am I thinking about? Oh, white blood cells that go out and fight on behalf of the immune system, right? It's giving it time to find and track down the bacteria and the viruses and these bad things that your body doesn't want in and, you know, just start riding on them and get them out of there. So that's what the fever is for. So it's actually, you know, it feels, you feel horrible when you get a fever, but that's what it's actually there for. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, dive into that and explain exactly what it looks like when your immune system is 
working with and for homeostasis. Just had to touch on that real quick. Um, so you know that these things are not working separate of each other. You know, you hear a lot about your immune system. We never really talk about homeostasis. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but a lot of th uh, a lot. What I'm hearing a lot during this time when everybody has to sit still a bit more and sit with themselves is they are recalibrating their world and they are finding a new level of balance and. That's what homeostasis is. So their setting for what homeostasis is in their, in the, not internally, but like externally, like the the calibration for their real life, people are far more aware of it now. So I just felt like talking about homeostasis is, is very timely right now because we can be aware of what's going on inside more and then start to take control of that and controlling our environments better which we have no choice to control our environment because we're sitting in it all day. Right now, we're just sitting at home, you know, with your family or what, whoever you live with, if you live with anybody. And you got to control that environment. <clears throat> you got to start improving it. You got to start making it more comfortable, you know, so that things can just be balanced and smoothed out. And that's what it's like inside your body. So you want to make sure you're eating healthy, you're, you're eating alkaline foods, you're staying hydrated. search bar hop on the page see what we got going on hit the like button over there too and i'm going to check you guys out in the